Blog Talk Radio.
fucking weird. Um, by the way, um, oh, yeah, um, I'm just trying to, uh, I just want to get this up so I can get it, um, maybe we might be able to play a little bit, um,
The Republican solution to helping the long-term unemployed isn't to make it easier for them to survive if they go back to school or enroll in a job training program. The point of Speaker Ryan's cuts is to discourage people from going back to school or taking part in job training programs. Financial aid and job training programs have also been frequent budget cuts, targets for congressional Republicans. What's the matter with these fucking people? I mean, what's the matter with these people? Ryan loves to talk in vague terms about poverty, but what his anti-poverty program is really about is forcing down of wages by making employees take minimum wage jobs that they can't survive on, and the purpose of cutting food stamps for those who are trying to better themselves is to drive down wages. The rungs on the ladder of economic advancement are being sawed in half by Republican policies that are only interested in protecting billionaires and corporate profits. Paul Ryan's budget cuts would only serve to keep people in poverty by creating a barrier to escaping economic hardship. Speaker Ryan would rather see a displaced worker trapped in a dead-end job than be trained for a job of the future. Paul Ryan is no friend to the poor and struggling. The proposed food stamp cut is an example of how House Republicans legislate to crush the American dream. Sorry about that. I I uh, over, overshot here. Um, but anyway, these guys are these guys are freaking wicked. Uh, this guy is so wicked. Yeah. Oh my God. Paul Ryan is about to get a thirty percent pay raise. That might help make up for all the time he'll spend away from his kids. Yeah. Here's ten taxpayer handouts to the super rich that will make your blood boil. are exploiting 
20-year-old loophole that allows them to write off inflated compensation packages for CEOs, building stock options and performance-based bonuses to taxpayers. In 2010, the Economic Policy Institute found out that the biggest corporations cost Americans $7 billion by writing off inflated executive pay. Between 2007 and 2010, this loophole accounted for more than $30 billion in welfare, in corporate welfare. According to The Guardian, fast food industry CEO cost payers $64 million through this loophole. Seven billion could single-handedly fund the annual budget for the National Science Foundation, which, as I recently reported for U.S. Uh, Uncut, funds 11,000 scientific research projects each year, and has funded 26 Nobel laureates in the last five. Yeah, I mean, that's seven billion that they that they can write off as uh, corporations for executive salaries. Tax cuts for luxury corporate jets, big oil subsidies. Let's see, 300 million a year for corporate jets, uh, 37.5 billion a year for big oil subsidies, pharmaceutical subsidies, 270 billion dollars in a year, net profits for top 11 global pharmaceutical companies, 2003 to 2012. Crap. Johnson & Johnson made 105 billion dollars. Yeah. Pfizer, $100 billion. Merck, oh, my God. Bristol Squibb Myers, $27 billion. Total profits, $711 billion made by pharmaceutical companies. Capital gains, tax breaks, $51 billion every year. These bastards make. Corporate tax subsidies from state and local governments, $80 billion a year. Jesus. Handouts to a... To big ag, right? Big agriculture, eighteen billion dollars a year. That's what they. That's what our country gives. Our government gives to big ag. Don't you think they get some kickbacks and and donations? Yeah. Welfare for Wall Street, eighty-three billion a year. The biggest banks have grown even bigger than they were just before the two thousand eight financial meltdown. And due to their size, these banks are perceived as too big to fail, as their demise would spell doom for the U.S. financial sector as a whole. Yep, here we are. Eighty-three billion bucks we gave away from those fuckers. Eighty-three billion. Export-import bank subsidies, a hundred and twelve billion. This week, the House of voted. House of Reps voted to revive the export-import bank which has been maligned as a slush fund for large multinational corporations. In its most recent year, the ex-import bank had a $112 billion portfolio, which $90 billion went to multinationals. If that wasn't bad enough, a huge portion of that money went to just 10 wealthy corporations. Holy God. God, my God. And 10. Federal contracts for the top 200 biggest companies. Ready for this? $880 billion in one year. The combined cost of these 10 corporate welfare programs is $1.539 trillion per year. The three main programs needy families depend upon 
temporary assistance for needy families, $17.3 billion, food stamps, $74 billion, and the earned income tax credit, $67.2 billion, cost just $158.5 billion in total. This means we spend 10 times as much on corporate welfare and handouts to the top 1% than we do on welfare for working families struggling to make ends meet. There you go. My cat is complaining. She does not like this very much. Yeah. Hey, come on, come on, come on. Be quiet. No. I know, I know. She wants to... This is Pinky, my cat. She wants to join in the conversation here, but, you know, the problem with the cat is she can't read, and uh, she thinks she can, but she really can't, and um, that's always a problem. Um, I guess what I wanted to uh, talk about, another thing that really, really bothers me, is uh, India holds Bill Gates accountable for his vaccination crimes. Can you imagine it? Yeah, listen to this. India is uh, suing the Gates Foundation. As Bill Gates faces a lawsuit for the for the uh, illegal testing of child, of tribal children in India. It appears that his crimes against humanity have fallen, finally caught up with him. A recent report published by Health Impact News has reported that the Gates Foundation has found itself facing a pending lawsuit due to an investigation that is being carried out by the Supreme Courts of India. Health Impact News stated, while fraud and corruption are revealed on almost a daily basis now in the vaccine industry, the U.S. mainstream media continues to largely ignore such stories. Outside the U.S., however, the vaccine empires are beginning to crumble, and English versions of the news and mainstream media outlets are available via the Internet. One such country is India, where the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and their vaccine empire are under fire, including a pending lawsuit currently being investigated by the India Supreme Court. The health impact um, uh, article centered largely on a four-page report that has recently published by the Economic Times India. It says, eager to know more, I investigated their story and discovered that the World Health Organization, the Gates Foundation, and two organizations funded by them, PATH, Programs for Appropriate Technology and Health, and GAVI, Global Alliance for Vaccines and Immunization, have found themselves under fire after a writ of petitions originally submitted to the Supreme Court of India by, I can't pronounce these names, in uh, 2012 was finally heard. The petitioners submitted, the petition stated that these companies and B BMGF, PATH, and uh, the WHO were criminally negligent, trailing, uh, uh, trailing, I'm sorry, uh, trialing the vaccines on vulnerable, uneducated, and underinformed populations, school administrators, students, and their parents, 
who are not provided informed consent or advised of potential adverse effects or required to be monitored post-vaccination. Young tribal girls tested with HPV vaccines. The um, Economic Times India published their report in August 2014. They stated that in 2009, tests had been carried out on 16,000 tribal school children in Andhra uh, Pradesh, India, using the human papillomavirus uh, or vaccine, HPV vaccine, Gardasil. Okay, according to the report written by uh, Narayana Kumar, within a month of receiving the vaccine, many of the children fell ill, and by 2010, five of them had died. A further two children were reported to have died in, in um, Vendora, Vendodara, uh, Jujarat, where an estimated 14,000 tribal children were vaccinated with another brand of HP vaccine, Cervarix, manufactured by GlycoSmithKline. Shockingly, the report stated that many of the consent forms used to vaccinate the girls were signed illegally, either by the wardens for the hostels where many of the girls resided or using thumbprints for our, for our uh, illiterate uh, parents. These, um, this travesty was not discovered until a team of health activists from the non-government organization SAMA, a, um, an organization specializing in women's health, decided to investigate what had been going on. Well, according to the report, they were shocked to discover that a total of 120 girls had been taken ill, suffering from a variety of symptoms, including epileptic seizures, severe stomach aches, and uh, headaches and mood swings. Uh, Economic Times stated that the SAMA report also said there had been cases of early onset menstruation uh, following the vaccination, heavy bleeding, severe menstrual cramps uh, amongst the students, and the standing committee pulled up the relevant state governments for the shoddy investigation into these deaths. It said it was disturbed to find that all seven deaths were summarily dismissed as unrelated to vaccinations without an in-depth uh, investigation, and speculative causes were suicides, accidental drowning, and well, why not suicide? Malaria, uh, viral infections, subacronoid hemorrhage without autopsy, um, and all without autopsy. And the information is even more shocking when you discover that the organization funding the study was none other than Bill and Melinda Gates, who declared the project a total success. God. According to BMF and the WHO, the uh, H. WHO, the uh, International Federation of Gynecology and Obstetrics, and, 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 um, have all recommended vaccination as a proven and highly effective preventative of cervical cancer. The projects were vaccines that are licensed in India and have been administered safely um, around the world tens of millions of times. Oh, Jesus. UNICEF also. I mean, all these people. I mean, this is genocide at its highest, you know, really. Ugh, this is just genocide. I'm blue. This is, a, this is a remarkable article, and I suggest anybody go to it. It's a, it's from a VAC Truth, okay? And uh, it's, uh, it's a definitely important uh, find. Very, very important. You know, something else that's fascinating. 
1918 Spanish flu that devastated this country uh, was caused by vaccinations, not by the flu. Yeah. Unbelievable. 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 Yeah. Uh, this was very funny. Um, I said this today.
that a tsunami is coming. And people are putting up sandbags by going to get a college education, uh, by going to get a college education or a skill. That might be fine when there's a storm coming, but when there's a 30-foot, but when there are 30-foot waves, sandbags aren't going to save you anymore. Sister. When a tsunami hits, the wealth will need to be redistributed through something like a universal basic income, or the disparity between the haves and have-nots will create enormous social friction. From a business person's perspective, it's about risk management. Do you want to ride around in an armored car and have your guards with you? Do you want the Hunger Games? Or do you want a more fair and just society, says Stern? To those who believe it won't happen to their industry or company, Stern has these words of comfort. Maybe they are right. But when you look at the mining trucks on the road, uh, roads or the convoys driving across Europe, I wouldn't bet against it. So there you go, folks. That's what's coming. Or unemployment, unemployment. Oh. This, I, you know, this, I thought about this early on, but I, I don't know. I, I, WikiLeaks founder just revealed why Sanders really dropped out of the race. I don't believe this. I, I for some reason, I don't believe it. Unless he has uh, real proof, um, which he says he does that uh, Bernie dropped out of the race because he was threatened, okay, by by the Hillary people. Twin dollars, they killed six people in the last, uh, what, three months? You know, they were, they were coming out with stuff, you know, threatening her 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 uh, coronation. WikiLeaks founder and editor, editor Julia, Julian Assange, has clear disdain for a Democratic nominee Hillary Clinton and the system that got her the nomination. Last month, he realized emails just prior to the Democratic National Convention that uh, showed that the Democratic National Committee had worked against Vermont Sen- Senator um, Bernie Sanders in favor of Clinton's nomination. The revolution caused outcry among Sanders supporters with accusations that the symptoms had been rigged, uh, the system had been rigged, and that Bernie never had a chance. And although the emails show evidence of bias on the part of DNC, Sanders nevertheless uh, endorsed Clinton, citing party unity and the importance of preventing a Trump presidency. However, Assange says that he knows the real reason Sanders dropped out. He was threatened. And during an interview with John Pilger, an Australian journalist based in the United Kingdom who plans to create a documentary about WikiLeaks founder Assange, asked Julian, we cut you off earlier when you were walking about what you were talking about, what you felt, your most significant emails that you had released. Is there any last one that you'd like to mention? And also, do you have any thoughts on Bernie Sanders? I mean, what's your opinion why Bernie dropped out of the race? And Assange said, well, look, I think you know. You know how politics works in the United States. Whoever, whatever political party gets into government is going to merge with a bureaucracy pretty pretty damn fast. It will be in a position where it has some levers in its hand. Uh, And Bernie Sanders was an independent candidate trying to get the nomination through the Democratic Party. And if you ask me, he did get the nomination, but he was threatened to drop out. Assange says he plans on releasing more emails in the near future that show Clinton making deals 
with an alleged Islamic State sponsor that will lead to an FBI indictment. She also he also says he was damn, damning emails. He has damning emails about the Clinton Foundation as well as more information about Sanders. Of course, we're very interested in revealing the truth about candidates. And yes, we have some material about Bernie Sanders that will be published. So that's uh, that. Be interesting. Whether or not you know, he was threatened, I don't know. But uh, he was given a, a happy handshake and walked away. You know. Oh, this this is really cool. Uh, uh, Prominent U.S. senators and mayors outed as members of the KKK by anonymous. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, let's see, anonymous is always uh, good for something. Oh, era 404. They cut, they took that page down. Uh, can't have that. Uh, all right, and here we go. What have we got here? Oh, here we go. Uh, Ace backwards. <laughs> Appreciate it, Ace. Yeah, he sent he sent this over. It says declassified CIA document reveals Iraq war had zero justification. Isn't that isn't that this is yournewswire.com. The justification for going to war in Iraq 13 years ago was based on a 93-page classified document that allegedly contains specific information on former Iraqi leader uh, Saddam Hussein and the weapons of mass destruction program he was apparently running. Now, that document had been declassified, and it reveals that there was virtually zero justification for the Iraq war. The document reveals that there was no operational tie between Saddam and al-Qaeda and no weapons of mass destruction programs. The report reveals that the intelligence community, the U.S. Department of Energy, did not think Saddam was pursuing any type of weapons of mass destruction program and was instead developing rocket motors. The CIA released a copy of the NIE in 2004 in response to a Freedom of Information request, but redacted virtually all of it, citing a threat to national security. Then, last year, John Greenwald, who operates the Black Vault, clearinghouse for declassified government documents, asked the CIA to take another look at the 2002 um, NIE to determine whether any additional portions of it could be declassified. And the agency responded to Greenwald the past January and provided him with a new version and shared exclusively with Vice News that restores the majority of the pre-war Iraq intelligence that has eluded historians. Yeah. Because what they did is they gave the bastards all immunity. Obama came in and gave them all immunity, all right, to, to, to all of their crimes. Now, for the first time, the public can now read the hastily drafted CIA document that led Congress to pass a joint resolution authorizing the use of military force in Iraq, a costly war launched March 20, 2003, that was predicted on disarming predicated on disarming Iraq of its non-existent weapons of mass destruction, overthrowing Saddam Hussein and freeing the Iraq people. The, print, the report issued by the Rand Corporation last December, titled Blither, Blinders, Blunders, and Wars, said the NIE contained several disqualifiers uh, that were dropped. 
You know, so it, it, it just goes on and on. But, you know, it's so damn disgusting. We knew it when it happened. Not everybody knew it. A bunch of assholes that, you know, refused to accept that what was happening. You know, I have to say, right, you know, this, this, why, why I bring this up now is... In March 4th, 2003, I I, I began my first commercial broadcast, uh, uh, radio broadcast, um, at WQ103. And um, we were after these bastards. I mean, it was, I had already done two documentaries. We had done two war uh, protest documentaries and and everything, going back to 2002. uh, when uh, you know there was uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them, probably thousands of um, anti-war rallies around the country, uh, we covered uh, a bunch of them in, the, in New England, uh, not New England, in Connecticut, and uh, we also just got, we also went to to uh, um, Washington D.C. on uh, January 28, uh, 2003, uh, uh, January 28th, yeah. And uh, I filmed I filmed everything there and made a three part documentary on it, uh, three you know the ninety minute documentary actually it was probably two hours, and uh, uh, found amazing stuff and then and then again we um, and but and and we were on radio right on uh, we started on the fourth of March and we were blasting 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 uh, George W Bush and his invasion uh, and you know. And then uh, two weeks later, they invaded on Jan- on March twentieth, uh, two thousand and three, um, and you know it was the end of everything, the beginning of the horror, most horrible, freaking, unbelievable nightmare we've seen for the last, uh, you know what, uh, t- t- thirteen years. You know things cost us over three to four trillion dollars to be in that in that war. And that's what they uh, that's what they account, okay? <laughs> you know, uh, we've probably been another three or four trillion dollars just in bribes, you know, to, uh, to keep that thing going. But you know, we lost Iraq. Now ISIS is selling their oil. I mean, the country's in total ruins. And these sons of bitches, uh, Cheney and Rumsfeld and Bush, are still standing at attention, you know, and laughing their asses off, right? Free and clear. They can't leave the country, but who the hell cares? You know, they don't give a damn. They made their millions, right? And, you know, destroyed the entire world. So, you know, in the Middle East and the United States uh, economically. These guys are complete and utter bastard criminals. And how they how they survived this long, you know, and still going strong and still accepted by this damn media and still accepted by our country, you know, heralded as some kind of freaking heroes. I mean, these guys are crooks and criminals and thieves and monsters. Fucking monsters, okay? I mean, they got it. Yeah, damn these bastards. You want to read this article, you can go to yournewswire.com. Good, good operation. Unbelievable. Makes you sick. Um, I got um, 
you know, I'm, I'm looking at this stuff, and I was reading that, and you know, three years ago, this came up, and I'm thankful to Facebook for this little service they provide us to, you know, remind you of what you posted a year ago, or two years, or three years, or whatever it was, and uh, interesting, let's see, then August 31st, 2013, I, I what I did is I posted the um, this article, and it was done by the CommonDreams.org. Um, at the time, I wrote Bush. There's a picture. Uh, Obama gives Bush absolute immunity for everything. <laughs> you imagine that? Yeah. Bush has gone the idiot Obama to pardon him. Now Obama will be the idiot to be impeached and go to prison for war crimes and treason. Yeah, unless he pardons himself. Smart move, GW. Use the idiot Obama for all he's worth. It's absolutely amazing how stupid Obama really is. This was in March. This was in, uh, three years ago when Obama gave him full freaking immunity. I, 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 at that point, I lost every ounce of any kind of respect I had for Obama. Days before Bradley, now Chelsea, Manning was sentenced to 35 years in prison for helping expose U.S. war crimes in Iraq. The Obama Department of Justice filed a petition in federal court arguing that the perpetrators of those crimes, Bush, Cheney, Rumsfeld, et al., enjoy absolute immunity against criminal charges or civil liability. The filing came in a suit brought by uh, Sundas Sheke Shali, an Iraqi single mother and refugee now living in Jordan, who alleges that the planning and wages of the Iraq war under the false pretenses constitute a crime of aggression and under a law used in the Nuremberg trials, with neither Congress nor Obama willing to hold Bush and company accountable for the Iraq catastrophe, and supporters see the suit as the last chance tactic to force the issue back into the public eye, an effort that the Obama administration clearly opposes, but more all dispiriting on all increasingly flawed Bush lesser of two evils thesis and the current culture of impunity. And, um, yeah, this was, uh, this was published in August 26, 2013. Yeah. Yeah. He gave him a full immunity, son of a bitch. Um, Here's another planet. Yeah, I, I didn't know if I mentioned this or not. This I thought was funny. Things you can do in the NFL and not lose fans. Huh. You can rape, uh, you know, commit homicide, assault, domestic violence, and drugs. Things you can't do, sit down. <laughs> Remember the guy, you know, the, the, the NFL guy who got and all kinds of trouble for sitting down in the anthem. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. Well, Baron Monsanto, this rumored mega merger is a big deal. Combining these two corporate giants gives them enormous market share in GMO seeds, pesticides, and more. Yeah. 
this is really this this stuff really gets out of hand as far as I'm concerned. It's just sick, you know. And uh, just sick. Uh, I don't know how we stop it. Baron Monsanto. This rumored mega merger is a big deal. Combining these two corporate giants gives them an enormous market share in GMO seeds, pesticides, and more. This potential proposal follows a troubling trend of giant agricultural company mergers, leaving just a few companies in control over the building blocks of our food system. This consolidation data market will leave farmers with fewer options and higher prices, less real options for use in, for us in the grocery store. Monsanto and Bayer are the perfect supervillain tag team, and both are used to are used to using their influence to downplay the negative consequences of their products. Um, Bayer, you know, Bayer as defensive neonicotinoid pesticides, uh, which damage bees and monarch butterflies, and Monsanto's defensive glyphosate, glyphosate rather, uh, a probable human carcinogen, and. Um, Federal regulators should block and mergers to prevent these companies from merging. Um, no, it's just it's just uh, damn frightening. I mean, my God, it's frightening. And uh, this is a uh, this is a petition online and Food and Water Watch. Um, you can get to that. Uh, and let's see. Um, there is this is interesting here. Um, oh, this goes back a few many years. It's not not relevant. You know, this is really interesting to me when I when I read it because um, I I don't know how many people uh, have to deal with these higher prices of uh, medicines and stuff, but epinephrine, epin I'm sorry, epinephrine, yeah, um, epinephrine. Um, Injection kit. You know, they they're epinephrine you can get for a very 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 cheap, like five less than three dollars for a vial, and the the actual uh, uh, stuff. But you have to get a uh, a needle, okay, a syringe, and they say and the, and this guy says uh, get an Altoids box, you know, one of those metal boxes where you fit them all in, and uh, for under five bucks you can have a you can have your own injection kit. Um, and, uh, for less than six bucks for the life-saving medicine, add an Altoid tin and syringe, and you'll, you've got an epinephrine injector kit for under ten bucks. Yeah. Um, you paid $5.89 for a bottle of epinephrine. Uh, no insurance required. They didn't have to pay any, any, uh, yeah, three or four or five hundred bucks for for a, a lousy pen. Six hundred percent. 
something really cool today. I don't particularly like that. I'm not going to talk about it. It's a bummer. Um, uh, oh, God, yeah. Here we go. If this doesn't make you sick, folks, I don't know what does. The Pentagon has announced that it is protecting and arming al-Qaeda jihadists in Syria in a last gasp effort to overthrow Assad. You read it correctly. The U.S. is now in coalition with al-Qaeda in a foreign war. Yeah, didn't I tell you years ago that we were al-Qaeda, we were funding al-Qaeda, and that, you know, uh, bin Laden was a CIA operative? Yeah. 
you know. And there's been a lot of died back in 2002 from kidney disease, you know. Yeah. He didn't die by, uh, uh, you know, SEAL team, you know, in 2009. Yeah. And then they dumped his body off a, a, a aircraft carrier 1,500 miles away. You know, I mean, you got to be the most stupid freaking people in the universe. I swear to God, in the country, in the world, Americans got to be so damn stupid to believe this stuff. This is, you mark my words on this, okay? Mark my word. Harry Reid cites evidence of Russian tampering in U.S. vote and seeks FBI inquiry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Harry Reid is, is saying, yeah, you you got to watch this. Uh, the FBI has to investigate the Russian tampering. of Yeah, yeah well, all this bastard is doing, right? This is letting the DNC off the hook for rigging the primaries. Yeah. And blaming the Russians if Hillary doesn't win the election. This reason, It's reasons like this I hate the Democratic Party and all of its goddamn leaders. All right? Really, honest to God. I mean, can, can, you know, he's gonna say, oh, they, you know, they, 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 uh, they uh, the Russians got it. The Russians, uh, that's why Trump won, because he's a Russian spy guy, you know. Right, 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 Hillary's foundation, and Hillary allowed Vladimir Putin's uh, huge uh, energy company, okay, Russian energy company, by a twenty percent of all of the uranium rights in this country, in our country, thanks to Hillary, the goddamn witch, okay, the traitoring bitch, you know, and, 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 and for this, you know, it just amazes me, it amazes me that, you know, it just totally freaking blows me away, well, you know, it's time to go, I think, uh, I don't know, watch the, whatever remains of Trump's speech, and pray that he doesn't screw it up. But uh, anyway, I want to thank everybody who joined me tonight. I really appreciate it. Uh, Lila will be back next week. And uh, let's see. Uh, okay. Well, good night, everybody. And have a pleasant uh, 